The way we consume and share news today it is largely rooted in social media outlets, the reason why it's crucial to look at what's being discussed online, if not to look at the hottest issues or trends, just for something really fluffy and cute. For daily social media minute, we're joined by Erica. Good morning. Good morning. To be a panda. You know, we know what a day in the life of panda consists of. Yeah, eating a lot. Eating a lot and then sleeping a lot and then repeat. Yeah, rolling around. Yeah. <laughs> Which has apparently not helped depleting population numbers for wild pandas. <laughs> well, some great news yeah. uh, for the team, as well as um, this uh, theme park <laughs> where they live, because it's a remarkable feat, actually. Yeah, it turns uh, out. Yeah, giant panda twins were born in Korea for the first time through natural breeding. Mm. Um, like I said, the birth of these cubs, it marks... <clears throat> excuse me. A really important achievement in uh, joint research between China and Korea on these uh, mm. adorable endangered species. Uh, so the the twins were born to nine year old Aibao mm. and her partner, ten year old Labao, mm. uh, both sent from uh, China back in 2016. Mm. Uh, it was a 15 year lease program. Mm. Now the twins were born on July 7th at 4:52 a.m. and 6:39 a.m. So uh, what's the time gap there? One hour and 47 minutes apart. It, does that still yeah make them twins or yeah. is one significantly older? <laughs> yes, exactly. They're they're still twins. Okay. Uh, the older one weighed 180 grams mm. at birth, and the younger one 140 grams. Mm. Um, their older sister, Fubao, mm. is quite the celebrity here. Yeah, I was going to say, I've heard that name a lot. Yeah, since her birth, uh, what, 14 million visitors? <laughs> yeah, went to Everland to, to see her. Okay, so yeah. now it's like a family clan yes. of five. That's right. Something to look forward to for anyone who loves a fluffy uh -huh. creature. It's actually quite incredible how panda babies weigh less than two... <laughs> 100 grams. Yeah. Is anyone else amazed by that? This is when they're born and they go on to grow to size, well, for what they are known for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> giant pandas. I know, right? So, of course, the first question we have to ask, are the cubs in good health? Yes. Uh, according to a spokesperson, uh, both the mom and the twin cubs are in good health. Look at that. How is that a bear? Look at the baby. It's pink. It has no hair. It looks like a, a lizard almost, you know. It's just too funny. How is that a uh, bear? Seriously, they're so tiny. If you don't have visuals on it, I advise you to look up the images. It's You're so right. Cute. They do look a little bit more like a lizard, yeah. less like a panda bear. Exactly. Now, Give them time. You know, I bow uh, ever since she had Fubao, uh, what, uh, three years ago, yeah. uh, she has learned a thing or two about parenting and she's taking very good care of, of the twins. twins yeah look at that even panda moms learn yeah of oh, course. what does that say <laughs> about i have this first pancake theory the firstborn is mm -hmm. usually <laughs> a little bit burnt <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah and then the second and third time around usually parents because well they're not human they're pandas but you get the gist right yeah. i mean they learn a thing or two maybe this time will be easier for the mommy yes. panda what are the chances <laughs> of a panda giving birth to twins because quite for low. humans it's low too right yeah quite low and also also, pandas are known to be extremely difficult to 
get pregnant, to conceive, yeah. and yeah. to give birth. Uh, they only have one fertile season in a year. So it's not just about their reputation for being too lazy. Yeah, they, too. it's really just hard for them naturally okay. Okay. to conceive. So uh, the, the fertile season for pandas is somewhere between March and April. Mm. And they can only conceive within a window of just one to three days. And Isn't you, that incredible? You wonder why yeah. they are an endangered species. Mm. You have a window of three days in yeah. an entire year to get it just right. And uh, I've been looking at a lot of uh, Fubao videos and, yeah. and the grandpa who takes care of it. There he is, I think. Uh, yeah, and uh, I, I heard him mention one thing that, you know, pandas in the wild, it's easier for them to conceive, but those in captivity, it's even more difficult for them to get pregnant. Oh, that's ironic. Yeah. I, I thought it would be the reverse because, well, we have technology, mm-hmm. science to no, keep up with the data. It's the, it's the opposite. Okay, so yeah. it needs a little bit of help if it's kept in captivity yep. and that caretaker who is perhaps just as famous as Rubel. Yeah. yeah. Now, it's going to take a bit of time for the public to actually get to see the twins. Uh, you know, you know, they will have to be closely monitored mm. and all that stuff. And uh, Everland said it will announce when these cubs will be revealed to the public. I think Fubao, she was, what, six months old when she mm. was first introduced mm. to the public? Mm. Uh, however, in the meantime, uh, you know, the, the twins will be, uh, I guess... Uh, displayed on social media for everyone to see. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we'll get a lot of images yeah. uh, from now and the public viewing. Yep. I do wonder, what is the life expectancy of a giant panda? Yeah, um, in the wild, it's about 15 years, but in captivity, they have uh, lived to be as old as 38. See, now I can't decide what's better, captivity or balance mm. of two to ensure that yeah. the species don't go extinct. Mm-hmm. 38? Yeah, 38. Okay. All right, <laughs> on to our second story today. Uh, it's a follow-up to a story we covered on social media minutes. So South Korea is calling for an IOC investigation into that Sochi 2014 gold medalist Sotnikova's doping comments. We mentioned in an yeah. interview how she kind of nonchalantly said that in her first test, she didn't pass a doping test. Yeah, she tested uh, positive, actually. Yeah. And uh, this is a follow-up story. The Korean Sport and Olympic Committee, the KSOC, now wants the International Olympic Committee, the IOC, to investigate the comments made mm. by uh, Sotnikova uh, like you said, she recently claimed mm-hmm. on a YouTube uh, show that she returned a positive doping test back in 2014 and uh, how she was cleared by her second sample. Okay, so Sonia Kava was the first Russian athlete to win women's singles in, uh, in figure skating gold at her home Winter Olympics in Sochi. That was back in 2014. But the scoring and judging proved highly controversial yeah. at the time, including... Fellow athletes. That's right. Uh, fans, even experts. Yeah. Many observers felt uh, Kim Yona should have won the gold. Now, the controversial YouTube video um, on the Tatarka FM channel has since been deleted, actually. Okay. But in the video, the now retired Sotnikova, uh, you know, claimed they found doping in 2014. Mm. But, anyways, the second sample was fine. So everything was fine. Again, mm. that, that angered a lot of people here in South Korea. Okay. I mean, I haven't seen the full interview. I don't speak mm. Russian, so maybe I'm lost in this context. I ask of her, you know, why now? Um, what prompted her yeah. to give such an interview? Mm. What are we to make of it? And this is 
really, really rare instance mm-hmm. where an Olympic gold medalist came out and said herself that she tested positive yep. in one of the doping test samples. That's right. Now, the Korean Anti-Doping Agency is gathering relevant data and mm-hmm. information. And after it collects all the uh, information that it needs, it's going to ask the IOC to look into this case. Now, the IOC has claimed it could not comment on Sotnikova's comments for now because okay. there had been no doping case at the time. But the KSSC, again, wants to launch an investigation. But it's been 10 years. Yeah. How do you go about investigating this case? Yes, exactly. So um, according to the World Anti-Doping Agency rules, athletes' blood and urine samples have to be stored for 10 years. Uh, yeah, we have such a short window left then. Okay. I know. It added uh, that uh, an IOC probe should be able to clear all suspicions. Mm. I think for now we'll just have to wait and see. Mm. But uh, the issue has definitely been raised. Okay. And okay. Uh, we don't know if the, the reinvestigation is going to take place. Mm. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Drug testing technology has definitely improved over the, the last 10 years. That's also true. Yeah, oh. maybe they will find something they couldn't in the past. We'll see. Okay, but there seems to be a little bit of urgency when it comes to that 10-year yep. storage. Mm-hmm. We'll wait and see, as yep. you've said. On to our final story of the day. This sounds like a dream if they can clean up the trash. <laughs> Paris wants to reopen Sun for public swimming after a century-long ban. Yeah, so uh, Parisians and tourists <laughs> will soon be able to swim in the River Seine for the first time in more than a century. Uh, a swimming ban was actually introduced back in 1923, well, due to obvious reasons, poor water quality. No one wants to swim in it. Yeah, but now Paris mayor Anne Hidalgo is saying that the ban is going to be lifted in 2025. And uh, the mayor has unveiled three very specific sites that Mm -hmm. will be open Mm -hmm. to the public. It's not the entire river. Okay. Um, There's uh, there's one zone near the Eiffel Tower. That will be, it's going to be teeming with people. As a tourist, I was going <laughs> to yeah. say, near the Eiffel Tower, swim by the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. That sounds pretty attractive. I'm already getting images in my head of social media posts. I'm already getting images <laughs> in my head of crowds and crowds yeah. and the river feeling warm. Yep. <laughs> Now, the city administration confirmed the river's water quality has now been certified as sufficient or even excellent during dry weather. Uh, Significant investments have been made over the years to improve the water quality. Mm. Around $1.5 billion Mm. have been spent to modernize sewage treatment plans and uh, connect uh, 23 apartments and 260 houseboats to this modernized sewage system. Previously, all of that untreated water waste was just released into the Seine. Just a hundred years ago. And yeah. it's not just France. It was everywhere. Yeah. We didn't understand how to modernize the sewage treatment. That's so right. everything that came from the inside of our homes went out mm. through water. Lovely. <laughs> Things improved. But I've got to say, even as a tourist, during the worst touristy times mm-hmm. of the year, it's it does get pretty messy around the rivers, too. Maybe yep. they need to take better care of that as Lots well. Lots of picnics around the Eiffel Tower area yeah, in yeah. the summer, especially. So, you know that whole take your trash with you? Yeah. Yeah, this might apply <laughs> around the sun, too. This reopening, of course, is going to be a significant boost for Paris 2024 Olympic Games preparation. Okay, first of all, <laughs> that's like a year away. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> next year, actually. And there are photos that have been shared on social media, including uh, the, the Paris mayor standing alongside, uh, you know, athletes. Yeah. 
Um, and actually, here's another news. Swimming competitions will actually take place in the river Ooh. during the Olympics. And it marks the first time since the early 1900s that the river has been used for sporting events. I wonder how the athletes feel about it. It's different. It's not yeah. a controlled environment. And uh, the rivers have like uh, currents as well. Exactly. Yeah, it's completely different from a contained water source. Do you think this excites the athletes or, or at that level, this irritates them? Won't they have to actually go in the river and train in the river as well? I was going to yeah. say, are they prepared for that? So many questions. But in theory, it sounds exciting. That's right. You know, back in 1900, swimmers actually took to the river mm. for the first Olympic swimming events. All right. So it has returned after <laughs> yep. 100 years mm. of a little bit of break for the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Erica. Pleasure. Stay dry. I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. If you're listening to our program using the podcast service, just a reminder that we do go live Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. Korea Standard Time. So tune in and help us make the show more informative by giving us your input. See you bright and early on Good Morning Seoul.